Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Gives to Hayward. Switched on Lillard. Hayward spins in the lane. Fades back. Scores! It's 109 all. It is Locked on Jazz for the 15th of June. Another model for the Jazz to follow and why the Chips should go all in this season. Well done on the arena front by the Jazz. Rumors around the deal. Why Conley is likely to stay or is he, but it would certainly be pricey. No Andrew Bogut and more. All coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. And today's edition of Locked on Jazz is brought to you by Devin Cash. Devin Cash in Equity Real Estate, giving you a chance to win two Jazz season tickets to the upcoming season. We'll tell you more about that as the show comes on. Thanks to Devin Cash for today's sponsor of Locked on Jazz. I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Thank you very much for tuning in to Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Locked on NBA has part two of the Mike Schmitz interview, looking at draft prospects uh, from nine uh, through 30 and plus. So make sure you grab that today. Locked on golf. Brian Taylor talks with Johnny Miller about his time at Oakmont. And Locked on Pac-12 has previews of both the North and the South coming out of spring ball. All of those things uh, available for you today on the Locked On Podcast Network. Let's get right to our pins across the world. By the way, there'll be no uh, Locked On Jazz tomorrow. Or, uh, yeah, no Locked On Jazz tomorrow uh, as I will be uh, doing the girls' golf thing game. Doing it today, too, actually. But uh, My name is Trevor Nielsen. I'm in Riverton, Utah, uh, but currently reside in Rexburg, Idaho, attending BYU-Idaho. Ben and... Uh, actually, born and raised in Salt Lake, grew up with the Utah Jazz. John Stockton, Carl Malone became my idols despite being young. I vividly remember watching games of the finals in the 98 run. I felt like I just started to understand the game basketball and Stockton retired and I loved watching us rebuild with Darren, and I thought we had a real chance to become a contender with the group. In 2009, I left on LDS mission, and the one thing I had hoped is that they would not trade Darren, who had become my favorite player. My parents would send me newspaper clips every week on my mission. Uh, news on the Jazz, I was extremely disappointed when I heard the news they sent in New Jersey. I had little idea who Hayward or Favors were at the time, and also disappointed no Sloan retired. Since returning, I've been introduced to your podcast, which is a very welcome addition, especially during the offseason. I thoroughly enjoy your take on the Jazz. Um, I have always loved the Utah organization, commitment to the community as well as loyalty to the coaches and players. I've grown to really trust the administration right now with Dennis and Quinn, and I have high hopes for this team uh, as constituted, but even if we had to rebuild again, I can trust we're not going to fall into the position the Kings or Rockets uh, face right now. Thanks. Uh, Rexburg, Idaho is our pin uh, for 
there. Trevor also asked, uh, when you look at our struggles against opposing point guards, even if Exum had not been as injured, could we have been better this year considering it's youth in general and experience? I mean, Dante's great defensively, uh, and I would say, you know, one area where really we miss Dante's defense is on the pick-and-roll coverage. If you drop the big, then Dante's playing from behind at 6'6", and he can long and he can reach over the top, and neither Trey nor Neto uh, are able to do that. So, Trevor, thank you uh, very much. It's time for our tip-off story of the day. Uh, I'm going to do a two-fold story here today. Uh, I don't want to get deeply into it because, uh, frankly, I'm so scarred by arena dealings from my time in Seattle, but I just wanted to tip a hat uh, to the Jazz organization Uh you know, I got it. I work for them. This probably, uh, to many of you, sounds pretty hollow, but really, uh, the Jazz are doing a major renovation. Uh, I do fundamentally believe that cities like Salt Lake, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, um, unlike L.A.'s, Boston, Seattle's, San Francisco's, need a professional sports franchise. It changes who you are culturally. It changes who your importance in this is. It changes where you're in the news. And so I actually would argue that the organization has the right to really go ask for a huge amount of money uh, from local because it changes people's lives here in a different manner. It does in major cities. And they didn't do that. Uh, and instead, what they really is one of the most reasonable things I've ever heard. And uh, just consistently to the Miller family, that they just are not about to go overstep their bounds. They understep them, frankly, on this. Uh, for you who don't understand the deal that they just – uh, did is basically if you assume that the arena has a value of $200 million and they add a million dollars to it, that includes a, a $100 million increase on what your assessment of the property is and thus your property taxes. And so what they've taken is they're getting a 40% break on those property taxes. Well, the other way to say it is that the city is still getting a 60% increase, or, you know, $100 million increase, the 60, $60 million um, increase off what they were doing. Uh it's it's money that they it's not currently coming in the coffers. It's it's a tax break that off the work they're doing, off increasing. Uh, and the flip side is if they don't increase, you know, improve the arena, uh, then that money actually would never go into the coffers in Salt Lake City. So it's a total win-win. It's very basic and easy. It got approved yesterday. But I'm just more of a tip of the hat. I, I don't know if this is President Steve Starks, if this is Gail Miller, I don't know who it was that was behind this plan and this approach and how they got to it, but whoever it was deserves a tremendous amount of a thank you, not just just an appreciative thank you to the model that and the approach that there was never we're holding up the city for this. You have to have us. You owe us this money. There was nothing of that sort, which is so refreshing uh, to deal with. So I, you know, I got two things I want to talk about. That one, uh, I just want to put out there, uh, having been through the opposite. Uh, when we talk about the Jazz offseason, there's there's an angle on this that I haven't heard a lot of. That's a secondary angle to what the Jazz could do here, and it's really probably the angle that I believe in most. Um, there's a level that Gordon's pending free agency is hovering over a lot of things, and well, we got to make sure that we. Don't trade Alec because we've got to keep him in case Gordon leaves and we've got to make sure we're protected. And uh, There's a level of, uh, well, you don't want to sign too many you know, one-year contracts because then everyone's a free agent at the same time. And I actually will take the opposite approach. Uh, I think Dennis Lindsay has done such an incredible job in the recent drafting that 
there's actually a base core layer here of Dante Exum, Rodney Hood, Trey Lyles, and Rudy Gobert. They're all young. Uh, Hood and Exum get paid the same year. Gobert gets paid either this offseason or next. Uh, there's a whole cap issue to that. Um, and I personally think that the approach the Jazz could take, should take, if it's viable, and it's, it changes who they are a little bit, is that you actually do put all the chits in right now. Uh, you probably deem the Exum Hood, Lyles, Gobert, untouchable. Likely you deem Hayward and Favors untouchable, which limits some of what you can do, but I think the 12th pick becomes movable. The Alec becomes uh, movable only because of his age uh, and his good contract, and he might be an asset if someone is interested if they're not worried about his health. Not because you don't think he can play, not because you don't want him, um, but because you've deemed everybody else unmovable. And you, with your cap space, sign players to one-year contracts. Uh, maybe some twos, but not not really. Uh, or you go look for players that are on one-year contracts and aggressively pursue those. It fits my want of Rudy Gay. It fits a George Hill or Drew Holiday or players I've talked about in the past. And what you do and what your approach suddenly becomes is that you put the chits in with whoever you're able to acquire. Now, it's easier to just sit here and say, go acquire those players than actually doing it. And you you move you really aggressively move forward, and then you go to free agency. I would say I think you could build a pretty darn good basketball team. You don't you you bypass the twelfth pick if you can get something for it, um, and you you go to free agency in the off season with let's use names because it's easier uh, to understand with Hayward, with Rudy Gay, with Drew Holiday. All as free agents. Um, if you've been able to do it, and you need some cap space to do it, to have left over. You've signed favors to an extension. If Gordon decides to leave at that point, uh, then your next quick decision is whether you believe Drew Holiday or Rudy Gay. In this case, I'm just using those names. I don't think Drew Holiday is really available. I'm not entirely sure Rudy Gay is either. So somewhat this is... You got the. I'm just using names because it's easier. You got it, um, or George Hill. You just deem whether they are part of the f- the future. How important they are, and I think in all likelihood, if Gordon leaves, you decide you're screwed, and that you're not making a run for the playoffs immediately. But then you flip the page, and as much as I don't believe in ever restarting all the time, you then restart with Axum, Hood, Lyles, Gobert, and likely trade favors. And probably bring in a haul. And now you've actually got to build a piece. The, what you've decided is that there's nobody in this, that your, your immediate future desires that there's nobody in this draft that um, can really help you the way you want in that group of four. Uh, and, and so then you move forward in the 17-18 season with a core of Axum Hood, Lyles Gobert, and that becomes your new core. Now, you know, again, you have to have two all NBA players 
on your roster to go win a championship. I'm not sure we have those in either of those scenarios. And so maybe, you know, to some extent, there has to be some realism that you're probably playing to be Final Four in your conference and hope you get some breaks. But with very few exceptions, you need to have two all-NBA players on your roster. And, you know, maybe Gobert becomes an all-NBA center. Seems very difficult to do. It'll be top three in the league. And, you know, maybe... I mean, I, no. I mean, there just isn't, you know, I don't think there's another one that exists unless Trey Lyles uh, does something remarkable. But you at least have high-level young talent um, that will all be above average of their position, hopefully, and moves you forward. Uh, and so I think there's a real approach there, that Don, that Dennis has built a safety net for this organization in Axum, Hood, Lyles, and Gobert, that you can now move forward with Hayward favors, put a bunch of chits in, have a bunch of free agents going into next year with that core behind you as your safety net. And then if Hayward resigns, then you decide which pieces and where you are. Let's say we put that team together, we win 55 games, we're the fifth, fourth seed in the West, and you know maybe we push someone to the brink or we're a little better than we think. Well, then maybe you, you resign a and Axum's really coming along. Maybe you re-sign a George Hill or Drew Holiday, and you decide that you've got another move you're going to make. And you, you, you know, at that point, if Gordon's re-signed and you've got favors to an extension, then maybe you start moving some other pieces to get deeper and more immediately for your run. You, you just change. What Dennis has done is allow the Jazz to have um, different roads they can take, and. Um, the road I don't love is the, oh, dear God, Gordon might leave, protective, let's not do it, let's not put ourselves at any risk. I would take the opposite level. I would put it in, put ourselves at risk, but the risk has got a safety net to it that is that foursome uh, that I've been talking about. So that was that was the tip-off uh, story of the day. Before I get into the NBA news and notes, let me thank Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate to the sponsor of today's edition of Locked on Jazz. It's a great time right now to sell or to buy. Realtors are looking, are seeing more and more buyers. Sellers are making fewer concessions to close a deal. In some cases, multiple buyers are competing for a single property. And with the rates being historically low, it's continuing to build on itself. So now is a great time uh, to be serious about finding a new home. Get the most out of what you've got and make uh, the step. That's why the market's available right now. The second part of this is why to choose Devin Cash. When I've talked with Devin, he talks about approaching real estate from the heart of a teacher. He wants his clients to feel un- to never feel uncomfortable in a situation. In fact, Devin talked about his joy of working with first-time home buyers because he can guide them through the process from start to finish and when you need to talk to him you can talk to him it's not as though you're working with some huge conglomerate and you're dealing with secretaries receptions coordinators or something like that you deal with devin cash and devin is certain to never rush the clients through trying to force the deal done it's simply a calm peaceful educational experience and he's a good basketball guy so you can talk a little bit in between houses um you know he talks about uh, I asked him to see if he could get some people to, to 
tell me about their experience. And Charity and Ryan were so happy that Devin Cash was our realtor, both in purchasing our new home and selling our old home. Devin's knowledge and experience helped reduce the worries in a sometimes stressful situation. His tireless hard work and kindness in every interaction made us feel supported every step of the way. And as I mentioned earlier, Devin's got a special deal for you. Two free jazz season tickets when you buy or sell your home with Devin. Not just nosebleeds, call for details, certain restrictions to apply, but Devin's going to take care of you when you buy or sell your house with Devin Cash. You get two jazz season tickets. Call Devin today, 801 759 1495. That's 801. 801- Seven five nine fourteen ninety five. He doesn't have a good sports phone number. I was trying to figure out if I could tell you like fourteens this quarterback, ninety five this defensive lineman. Uh, Jeff Hornacek, and then I can't think of a ninety five for you, but seven five nine. 1495. 801-759-1495. And that's Devin Cash with Equity Real Estate. All right, let's get to Mike Conley uh, and some free agent notes uh, for you. Uh, you know, when we're talking about all these free agents, do realize Mike Conley gets five-year, $124 million if he stays in Memphis, four ninety-two if he leaves. So it's cute when everyone talks about all these things, but guys are going to have to bypass th- an extra year and $32 million uh, on deals, uh, which leads you to believe with the numbers ex- uh, increasing a lot of – a lot of um, we're going to actually see – a lot of guys staying. Uh, Malachi Richardson canceled a workout in the 20s, making you wonder if he might have a promise higher. Uh, the Bulls are supposedly open to trading uh, the trading uh, Derrick Rose, which makes complete sense because he was like the worst offensive player in the league last year. So I'm not sure that uh, that's an awfully big uh, surprise to me. All right, yesterday's fake GM was the Jazz traded the acquired the third pick from Boston for Rudy Gobert. It's absolutely contrary to everything I just talked about about where the Jazz are as a franchise. So I personally uh, would not uh, be a fan of it, and I don't think many people were. There were 38 comments on the Locked On Sports Facebook page about it. Uh, I'm not a fan. Rudy's the foundation of our defense. That's at elite levels when everyone's healthy. Favors has proven to be better offensively and defensively as a power forward. I could see doing a deal of 12, not included, um, but not a deal. Uh, Colton Thompson, great idea. Great, get early draft picks, develop talent, trade away, develop talent for more picks, repeat for 10 years, change team name from Jazz to the 76ers. I believe Rudy has a higher value league-wide than this. Mark Cuban is promoting an app called Cyberdesk that allows you to message him and get an actual answer from him. I asked him who's the best player in the Jazz. He said, go bear. Eric says, I wouldn't make the deal for the Jazz. Rudy is known quality. His defensive presence is worth more than anyone who could get at three. He's also improving, increasing his value, picking Murray at three as a reach. I don't think we need to make it. Uh, we may get him at 12 or might need to move up a few spots unless the Jazz believe he's a future superstar. I take the deal, says Steve. Getting X and back on defense will be a big uh, as impact as Rudy. The drop-off from Rudy to favors isn't terrible, especially when the offense can negate the deficiency. I take Chris Murray, Buddy Heelder, use the pick to trade up. I don't know who Chris Murray is. Uh, Brian Maxwell, I like Murray, but I do not like the trade. Uh, Cade, wow, that's even worse than giving up favors. Uh, Jonathan, the logic behind is great, but not for an unproven rookie. Tyler says this logic makes some sense here, but we're putting in an awful lot of faith in Trey as a second-year player. Uh, yeah, no, the, 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 go, the Gobert trade, actually, to me, what I just talked about in regards to where the Jazz are, uh, works it actually backwards and is not something I'm a fan of. So let's go to today's deal. 
Uh, today's deal is an interesting one. I don't think it's realistic. I actually don't think either sides would do this deal, but I actually thought it would lead to some good debate on um, on the Locked On uh, Sports Facebook page and Google Plus page, and so uh, I wanted to actually throw it out there. And uh, uh, it started with uh, Dear uh, Lock from Jazz GM Ben Rollins. Given Utah's high interest in Porzingis and Utah wanting to, or New York wanting to win now with Mello, would teams be interested in a Hayward for Alec for Porzingis? Uh, New York responded with uh, Gordon Hayward and Derek Favors. And the 12th pick for Przingis. Uh, ben Rollins, the general manager of the Jazz, said he was not willing to add the 12th pick, but he would trade Hayward in favors for Chris Dapps, Przingis. And the Knicks accepted that deal. I don't know, actually, if the Knicks would actually do that deal. Um, but I thought it was interesting in lieu of what I was going to talk about today for the tip-off portion of the show, which is kind of the two courses the Jazz have. One is Hayward and Favors still leading the way with added in this young core coming behind it and you try to win now or you clear them out and you win with the young core. So what this would be is that the Jazz go to try to win with Porzing- with Exum, Hood, Porzingis, Gobert, and Lyles coming off the bench. Or I don't know what you're doing with Lyles at this point. Uh, so, But they've given up Hayward and Favors. They've compl- the Jazz have completely rebuilt, and they have Przingis, who you may or may not believe is a star. Uh, and, again, the Knicks may or may not do it, but I just thought it was interesting. So Rollins says uh, in his press conference, we feel we've had a unique 7-3 talent in Przingis that comes along once in a generation with his ability to spread the floor, shoot of the defense, protect the rim, and defend the perimeter. To do so, we had to give up two all-star talents, but we feel it's a win for both sides. Uh, that we hate to give up Hayward. Uh, but this protects against him leaving at the end of the year. It hurts to trade favors. He'll be tough to place, but Porzingis is more versatile on offense with his shooting. And the Zingas-Gobzilla defense could make uh, could be fearsome. Or the Zingas-Lyles offense, pairing two giants, bombing threes is exciting. Of course, this sets us back a few years, but we have a potential for two super unique talents in Porzingis and Exum uh, to add to a great young group. So Ben Rollins has traded Derek Favors and Gordon Hayward for Chris Dapps Porzingis, and now the debate hits the Locked On Sports Google Plus page as well as the Locked On Sports Facebook page. That is today's edition tip-off. I will not be with you uh, tomorrow due to an early golf tournament for my daughter, and I will talk to you on Friday. Have a good one.